This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. Even though I have been in ministry now for over 30 years, you've probably heard me mention recently that I feel like (laughs) I've just known Jesus for maybe like a year and like I'm just reading the Bible for the first time. And that really is true. This particular leg of my journey started in 2018 and it started in a season of mild dissatisfaction. Um, I wasn't in any real crisis or anything, just not satisfied and I wanted some changes in my life. And I remembered that in the past, whenever I wanted something like for real, for real to change, if I focused all of my attention on it, I always got results. And I was on the other side of a somewhat challenging season of my life. And I felt like I was stagnant in some areas and in other areas just needed some change altogether. So I decided I really wanted to get focused and give my attention to six particular areas of my life. And after a set period of time, just as I expected, I had seen improvement in all of those areas that I focused on, some more than others, but there was improvement in all of them. And one of the areas that I targeted was my relationship with God. Overall, I just felt very unmotivated and bored, really. And I knew that I was living in a state that was less than I had in the past and less than what it could be. Um, I've lived through times and seasons of my life where God powerfully intervened and made himself real to me. So I knew that there was a deeper place I could be with him. And I really just wanted to get there, wherever there was. I just wanted more, more closeness with him, more devotion to him, more satisfaction in him, just just more. So by the time I got into 2019, I had narrowed my focus down even more. And even though I was really pleased with the results that I got in those six areas, it got to a point that everything kind of stood out as lesser than and less important than him. And it was like he was becoming my obsession, honestly. And I was liking my results. I was getting up earlier and earlier in the morning, spending more and more time with God. And that same thing that David told Solomon in 1 Chronicles 28 was happening. In verse 9, David said, if you seek him, he will let you find him. And somehow I, I just never even noticed that verse before. And it's actually in more than one place in the Bible, actually. The prophet Azariah said the exact same thing to Asa, who was the king of Judah, in 2 Chronicles 15. And sure enough, in that chapter, it says that all of Judah sought him earnestly or with their whole heart, and he let them find him. It's almost like a cheat code or something. If you really want to find God or connect with him, it's not rocket science. All you have to do is seek him with all your heart. So early on, In this leg of my journey, I remember praying, please, God, can you just increase my hunger and my fire for you so that my passion and pursuit doesn't wane and grow cold? 
Because honestly, for me, that's been the story of my life. In the past, my greatest times with God have always come in the midst of or as a result of some kind of crisis. When things became so desperately difficult or unsatisfying or challenging. And don't get me wrong, I was grateful that God met me in my dark hours, but I knew I wanted consistency in my life with him. I didn't want to have to experience pain to get that. I mean, who really wants that? Although there are some people that do like that, but that's a whole nother. There's one reality that's hard to ignore about human beings. We really are not motivated to change anything in our lives without pain or discomfort or dissatisfaction. That's just kind of a fact. When we are having our mountaintop experiences, everything is calm, all is peaceful and well, we're happy, we're satisfied, we pretty much have all we want or need, there is really no motivation to change anything. If it's not broke, ain't nothing to fix. And that's really how we slip further and further into a rut. We kind of get numb and we get lax and we get lukewarm. And then before you know it, we've drifted somewhere we don't even want to be. But let us have some kind of a crisis. (laughs) Crisis has a unique ability to wake people up. This guy, Sigmund Freud, came up with this theory or idea that basically was called the pleasure principle. And to sum it up, he concluded that human beings are driven internally to seek pleasure and to avoid pain. Okay, that was the overall high-level thesis, right? And this has been discussed and debated a number of times over the years by a number of people, great so-called great thinkers, psychologists, whatever, Epicurus, Plato, Aristotle, all of them have written about this. Um, And even though there's been a bunch of different perspectives, one of the main ones is that some people are motivated by pain and others are motivated by pleasure. But there's been one prevailing thought, which is people will do much more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. And I can say, um, I've honestly seen that scenario play out in my pursuit and my relationship with God. And I actually see similar examples throughout the Bible. Have you ever read the stories of the Israelites in the Old Testament and said, what is wrong with those people? I know I've said that myself. And I also know, even though I'm judging them, I've actually done some of the same things. And as we are approaching the end of this year, I've been thinking about how the world has changed In less than 12 months' time, there has been widespread death all over the world just because of one virus, Um, racial unrest all over the world, financial distress all over the world, political and civic chaos all over the world. And I'm wondering how many of us as Christians have been distressed enough or uncomfortable enough to seek God really like our lives depend on it, with all our hearts. Now, I've said this before. 
I am not saying that God unleashed this crazy virus on the earth that has now killed over 1.6 million people worldwide, which is mind-boggling to me. But I know in the early part of this year, everyone was talking about how God was trying to get our attention and he was desiring people to turn their hearts back to him. And let me say, I totally believe that. But now as things in one way kind of look like they're beginning to turn in a different direction, like there's multiple vaccines available that are being deployed worldwide. People are beginning to go back to work and trying to rebuild their lives. And I wonder if people still feel the crisis and discomfort enough to seek God with everything in them. In fact, I wonder how many Christians actually did that at all. And I wonder how many people really think that we are out of the woods. I personally do not believe we're out of the woods yet, and I don't believe the people of God have experienced enough pain to shake themselves and turn back to him. Now, I could be wrong, but I truly believe that what we have been through thus far is just the beginning. As we read the stories of the Israelites and Kings and Chronicles, I don't know about you, but it is exhausting to me watching the up, down, up, down of their lives. They're worshiping other gods. They're getting captured by their enemies. They're eating each other's children. And in between all this, they cry out to God with all their hearts and he hears them and he rescues them and gives them victory and relief only for them to go right back doing the same things again and again and again. And I know that most of us think that stories like the ones we read in the Bible were just from another time and they're kind of unrelatable to us. But I feel like it's time for us to take another look. I know that we don't like to think about God or look at God in the Old Testament because it's just too hard and it's unpleasant for us. And some people have even made him into somebody else. But the fact is, he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And those stories in that Bible, Paul wrote to Timothy in his second letter in chapter 3. He said, look, those everything you read in this book, is profitable for you, for teaching, for reproof or conviction, for correction and for training in righteousness. Now, as usual, I am sure that not all of you can relate to my hot and cold journey of seeking the Lord. But I really just felt this week to sound an alarm. So get ready, family. I'm, I'm here to tell you, we are not out of the woods yet. And God is still waiting for us to turn to him with all our hearts. I know I sound like a broken record. I feel like one. But I feel like that is what God is saying to us right now in this hour. He's waiting for us to give him all of our attention, our affection, our devotion, and our allegiance above all else. Because this is just the beginning. But when we turn and I'm telling you, we will turn just like Israel did. We will be victorious and the God that we serve will get, get glory. Now, I do think we're going to have to experience some more discomfort. And in the meantime, here's what I'm praying. That God makes us as uncomfortable as we need to be so that we will seek him with all our hearts 
and choose to put our hope and our trust in nothing and no one else on earth but him. And when we seek him, I'm praying that we will find him. This is my prayer. This is all I got this week. Amen.